I have a question. How do you all feel about musicals? Oh, I love some, hate others. <laughs> all right, tell me more. Tell me more. Uh, love Hedvig and the Angry Inch. Okay, yeah. One of my very favorite musicals and movies ever. Rock operas, good. Yeah. Yes. Um, I was forced to watch uh, Hamilton at one point. Uh, <laughs> I think that's how most people feel when they watch Hamilton. And like the story behind Hamilton and how it came to be very cool. And mm -hmm, I respect mm -hmm. that. Um, just not my, how I, I just did. I'm not, I just didn't love it. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Don't be embarrassed. Um, Coco, what do you, how do you feel about a musical? So this is quite funny. Uh, that you asked this question because I'm currently in New York um, <laughs> and I just saw my first Broadway. Broadway. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it greatly. And it's just, this is a very funny thing because I am currently in New York visiting with someone who is in music theater school and, and we've had a lot of talks about like, choices like musicals. <laughs> <laughs> so they're the reason i'm here and we've had a lot of discussions around musicals and i have a lot of preconceived um issues with musicals but the truth is that most of what i dislike about musicals is shitty acting <laughs> which can be said of most things like the reason a lot of people hate shakespeare is they went and saw a really bad version of some Shakespeare in the park and that didn't really work out for them. Okay. Um, so I, you know, I'm, I'm relearning a lot and finding a very new appreciation for it, especially seeing it live was really cool to get to see how much effort goes into it and how just like 100% everybody is the entire time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wild. Yeah. So you might, both of you might be asking what the fuck does it have to do with monsters? Well, it's funny you ask. Um, I did. I did ask. <laughs> so, did y'all know that the Creature from the Black Lagoon at one point had a musical? I did not. And <laughs> so, at Universal Studios, um, I have to look up the name of it again. But Universal Studios, for a moment, very short-lived, had a musical based on the Creature from the Black Lagoon. Okay. Why I said short-lived? It was not well received, nor was it well done. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but so I thought it had a different title. It's just Creature from the Black Lagoon, the musical. But there was. <laughs> I I think, well, like, you know what you're getting into. Yeah, you, is, it's pretty self-explanatory. Is um, there merch still out there for this? That's a good question. I don't know. Because like, so. I want that. I want that shirt. Yeah, it only lasted from like, it only lasted a year. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, that's honestly longer than I expected you to say. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, it was a, it was like a part of the, it was one of the attractions or the whatever at the the theme park. Um, but like, who boy, I I watched a video essay on this the other day. One, the creature has like these like swampy dreads, oh. like green dreads, and he like looks like. I'm cool and modern kind of vibes. Oh, wait, what was this? Oh my god, I've just made? pulled up an image. 2009. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I just was pulled not up the image. 2009. I was not either. And the the sub 
the subtitle what's what's the word i'm looking for the uh catch phrase that's written beneath it is a raging rockin show that's what i was trying to remember i was like it said something really stupid it's really stupid it's so dumb stupid but like so where to even begin um there's like unfortunately there's like racist like caricatures like this person like i guess is like into voodoo and for some reason she's on the boat i don't understand she was not in the original movie uh, there's lots of like bad, like sexist jokes and stuff and like wiener <laughs> jokes, like small wiener jokes and like uh, the monster looks fucking dumb. <laughs> like, I'm like, why does he have dreads? But like, it's like if you ever seen like the Ninja Turtles musical, like how like mm-hmm. hokey and like they really like companies do this a lot where they they just totally bank 100 percent on. The like previously known mm-hmm, mm-hmm. media where they're like, oh, well, people will see it. It's got Ninja Turtles in it. And they just make like, like it, I would have said it was written by an AI, but it's before then. But it feels that <laughs> way where it feels like it was written by like a, a very, very dumb boy. <laughs> yeah. They were like, what would you want to see in the movie? And the kid's like, I want to see him fight, but I want to see him fight dogs. And you're like, why, why did you, like, why did you make that. this? Why do I, okay, why do I feel like the... Why do you think he's hot? No! <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> and why, what, the judgment, too, in the way you said it? <laughs> Jesus, fuck. Sorry. <laughs> no! I'm saucy. No, but, like, I, I get, like, a very, like, intense, like, drag queen sort of, like, this, this is, like, yeah, this is, like, that. a challenge, like, a drag queen, oh, like, yeah. um, old movie monster challenge. Yeah, no, honestly, it does, it does give me some strong, like, divine, like, drag vibes, like, the monster, and, like, yeah, it, it's just, like, the songs are bad, it's mm. just all mm. around, mm. all around just, like, hokey, hokey badness, like, I guess, like, I I saw this, I thought, this is hilarious. Like, everyone, I feel like musicals are either, it's kind of one of those things you either love or hate. Um, But also, I've never, I don't think I've heard of too many monster-themed musicals. So I was just like, oh, this is wild shit. But yeah. I kind of want, well, okay. (laughs) Well, I just realized that that wouldn't work. I was like, I want a Shape of Water musical. And then I was like, oh, right. The main characters. But like, that's like the whole thing is that she's mute. Like, that's really shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's maybe not. not great, maybe maybe not that's not a good one. I could figure out a better one. <laughs> oh, God. And Two like, main characters don't sing. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> Be a really good musical. Um, I guess like one more thing I'll say about this is like, what they would do every pre-show is they would like bring out this like truck with a cage on the back and like lower it and they have the narrator be like you're going to see something magnificent and then like the cage opens and the monster's gone and then like all of a sudden he comes into the crowd and he's like you know it's like fucking hokey as shit and like there's guys with like guns and they have like the stereotypical hunting cap you know from like banana republic guy um (laughs) it's just it's a wild thing there's a youtube about it i'll have to send you all maybe i'll put in our socials but like i feel like musicals though like if you say oh it's hokey like yeah 
Sure. Sure. I, I mean, yes. That's, that's arguably every musical ever. Like, I recently was bamboozled into watching Sound of Music for the first time. Oh, now Sound of Music, I love fucking Sound of Music. Why? It's I so wild. It. Okay. I okay. It. I do have one more thing and then we'll talk about a monster. But, like, <laughs> it feels like everyone, even people who are like, I hate musicals, they always give a pass to Sound of Music. I'm like, but why that one? <laughs> It's just so, it's because it's so fucking good. My Fair Lady, so good. I don't know. Uh, agree to disagree, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, I don't know. It's fine. I think there's nostalgia factor too. Like sure. people who grew up with certain musicals, you know, sure. like when you're a little kid watching it. Yeah, I guess so. I could see that. I can't believe that you're talking about musical. I can't believe this is what you wanted to talk about. This is so wild. The the internet. Think the YouTube algorithm. It was just like, do you want to watch a thing about the, the creature from Black Lagoon? I'm like, yeah, I guess. I've just been submerged in musical, in the world of musicals. <laughs> I've just been completely submerged into that recently. So, yeah. Serendipitous. I, I, my opinions are changing. I'm actually, I, I'm I'm being swayed quite a bit. Mm -hmm. oh, I bet you are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All, All right. right. Um, yeah, yeah there's no need for all I'm that. Sorry. All right. I'm pulling this up on my phone so we can still see your sweet face. Um, are you ready to get into it? Yes. Let's I am. I'm so ready. Let's do this. Fucking thing. horny as shit over here. Hell yeah. All right. So <laughs> welcome to Love at First Sighting. Sex positive, kink friendly. And thirsty conversations about the monsters and cryptids that traverse our backyards and our imaginations. I am Joyce. My pronouns are she, they. I am your resident cryptid researcher bringing the monster book report. Joining me is Jim. Hey, yo, I'm Jim. I'm they, them, and I'm here to read monster porn. Yes, love it, love it. And from New York, New York, is Coco. I am Coco. I'm he, him, and I'm happily in New York, just having a good time, horny and ready to learn hello yeah teach great. me huh? teach me mama i will i will <laughs> all right i know that these kind of monster monikers are like candy to you jim but today we're talking about <laughs> the big muddy monster sometimes known as just big muddy or the Murph <laughs> murfreesboro mud monster <laughs> oh, oh, everything about that was great especially jim's face the entire time Jim's just pure joy and excitement watched. Big buddy. I just, I just, you just, you just love a crypt that has a little bit of country in them. Oh, so, big buddy. So yeah, for ease, we're just going to call him Big Muddy. Um, Please. I saw this and I immediately said, yes, we have to do this one. Obviously. No, I'm instantly in love. I know, I know. I knew you would be. Um, before I get started. Uh, just know this isn't a comprehensive report. Uh, this creature's reign of terror went on for 14 days, and this episode would be hours long if I went into all of it because there was a lot of a lot of people saw this damn thing. Oh shit! Um, just putting that out there. Uh, but you know, I, I picked, I cherry picked the the, the choices bits, uh, best of my ability. All right. So our pal Big Muddy is a mysterious large beast sighted in Murfreesboro, Illinois between the years 1973 and 1975. The dimensions, if you will, of this being are somewhere between 300 to 400 pounds and about 7 to 9 feet tall. Big, big muddy. 
The main descriptors I found in my research state that Muddy is a large albino or cream-colored ape-like creature with muddy matted fur. Huh. And as you might imagine, they emit a musky odor. It's, I, I'm, hmm. You know, I would imagine, like, when I think of Big Muddy, mm-hmm. I think of, of just all brown, very brown. All brown. Yeah. All the mud is brown. mud is brown. And the mud is brown. I keep being brown. Everything so is brown. brown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So... Y'all want to write a musical <laughs> about Big Muddy? <laughs> about Big Muddy? I'll do One it. One song. I'm, it's really bad. I, the lyrics are awful. <laughs> Zero I'm stars. Dead serious. I will write a Big Muddy musical. Oh, my God. With Gilly in it. I'll oh, do it. Shit, oh, shit, Gilly. Oh, Gilly. Oh, babe. Oh, little Gilly. <laughs> Big Gilly. Oh, well, shit. I kind of like both. Yeah, he's little in mind. But here, but then again, they wouldn't know if, like, if a brown, if a brown muddy was muddy, they wouldn't know because it'd be brown on brown. So this yeah. is how they know muddy's muddy. Yeah, like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes he'd be like got patches of mud. So you know how how muddy would muddy be if muddy could muddy? muddy. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, and and they and I will go into that how they know because yeah, you generally he's usually sorry I'm losing it. Oh shit! Okay, collecting oh, no, myself. We, no, we had it. Okay, um, based on what I could find, uh, the first sighting of this entity was June 25th of '73 when a young couple was parked beside a desolate riverside to engage in some nick and when they came face to face with a huge wet. Hairy, mud-slathered beast. As the story goes, at approximately midnight on June 25th, 1973, two young eyewitnesses by the names of Randy Needham and Judy Johnson were parked at the foot of 23rd Street in the Riverside Park. They chose the area near the town's old boat ramp overlooking the Big Muddy River to get some privacy for their romantic evening. (laughs) According to their account, Johnson claimed they were listening to the radio doing what young lovers do. When they heard a piercing boning. roar, yes, boning. Um, well, their names together are Needham Johnson. Sure, <laughs> Needham Johnson. <laughs> I just feel like boning was happening. It was destined to be. According to their account, I said that they heard a piercing roar, which Needham compared to an eagle screeching into a megaphone or microphone, excuse me, hmm. um, that seemed to emanate from the thick underbrush not far from his car. Needham quickly turned down the radio and looked around the area, listening intently. Suddenly, another horrific screech broke the silence, accompanied by a rattling of brush in front of them. Needham flicked on his headlights, and Johnson gasped as they both saw a huge figure lumbering towards them. Needham, saying, fuck this, started up his car and accelerated away from the scene. After some debate, the couple made their way for the Murfreesboro Police Station. The couple arrived at the station and made out what is known as an unknown creature report describing a beast that looked like an oversized gorilla, which they estimated to be almost eight feet tall with matted, mud-streaked white hair. Now retired Murfreesboro Police Chief Ron Manwarren is still able to recite the facts of this strange incident report from memory almost three decades later. He says, and I quote, The first report... (laughs) (laughs) Tickled you, didn't I? The first report came in just before midnight on June 25th. 
a couple had been parked, quote unquote, near the boat dock on the southwestern edge of Riverside Park next to the woods. The two who were not married. Don't know why you need to put that in there. Let me park in your unmarried garage. (laughs) The two that were living in sin. The two that were living in sin said they were in the car when they heard a loud screaming sound in the wooded area and observed a large creature approximately seven feet tall. The creature appeared to have light colored hair matted with mud. The creature appeared to be walking on two legs and was proceeding towards the car. Hmm. Yes. Officers were understandably skeptical of the event, but sent out two patrolmen, uh, Merrill Lindsay and Jimmy Nash, to investigate their report. Upon arriving at the scene, Nash was the first to discover a set of peculiar tracks. Approximately. Tree toes. <laughs> Did you say tree toes? <laughs> tree toes. toes. Tree toes. Fritos. Doritos. Ah. Uh, um, approximately 10 to 12 inches long and approximately 3 inches wide. Wait. What? 3? Wait, what? That's not very big. No. But they're very wait. long. Wait, wait. There's a long what was foot. The size again? <laughs> <laughs> that's not even skis. That's that's a, just sticks. That's just sticks. Like a rollerblade. Was each toe three inches? <laughs> no, no. It said, okay, I'll say it again. 10 to 12 inches long, the footprint, but it was only three inches wide. It's a small foot. That's like yeah, three rollers okay. <laughs> next to each other. Yeah, <laughs> it's very it's very thin foot, very long but very thin. Um, yeah, they were deeply impressed into the mud by the riverbank. If but if muddy is fucking four hundred fucking pounds on a foot that thin, his, what? How? His how poor is ankles. muddy even getting yeah. by? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, sorry. Keep going. So while inspecting the tracks, the officer heard a shrill screech nearby. Nash took off, accidentally dropping his revolver in a panic. He described the sound as the most incredible screech I've ever heard. It was in those bushes. It was no bobcat or screech owl. We hightailed it out of there. Nash and Lindsay quickly went back to the station to report their findings and gathered more men for a search party. Approximately two hours later, around 2 a.m., officers Nash and Lindsay returned to the scene accompanied by Officer Bob Scott Needham. Uh, Back at the scene, the four discovered another set of tracks near the river. As Lindsay ran back to the patrol car to retrieve a camera, the rest of the group followed the prints along the bank. Without warning, the stillness was interrupted by the same horrible scream that was heard earlier. Terrified, the men raced back to the patrol car for safety. Cops, am I right? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> after a while waiting in the patrol car, the men got back out to continue the pursuit of the monster. This group searched until dawn, trying to track down a splashing sound, which they described as being like a large creature rushing through the knee-deep water in the distance. The search would prove fruitless, probably because you ran away from the first sound. So they got a camera mm-hmm. and they were looking, they were following the tracks. Are there pictures of this footprint? I, I did not see any in my research. That does not mean that they don't exist, but I, it was not something that came up in my initial like stuff. So I don't know. I feel like if there were, that would have been like, yeah, I feel like, yeah, I think I think if I understand the situation based on what I read, I think they got all spooked and distracted, but who knows? All right. The next set of incidents occurred the night of June 26th, the first of which involves five-year-old Christian Barrel, who was playing in his backyard located relatively close to the Big Muddy River. Uh, Christian was out catching fireflies when he saw a large white shape looming up from behind the fence that separated his yard from his neighbor's. 
The terrified child raced inside, crying out, Daddy, Daddy, there's a big ghost in the backyard. Uh, this child's father was understandably skeptical, <gasps> skeptical God, of his son's story until his neighbor corroborated the tale. Uh, the other encounter reported from that night came from Cheryl Ray and Randy Kreese. The pair claimed that they were stargazing from a porch when they heard some rustling in the bushes about 15 feet away. To get a better sense of what was going on, Ray turned on the porch light and Kreese peered out the patio door to investigate. The porch light revealed a large, white figure in the dark. Ray recounted the scene. Randy and I were sitting in my parents' breezeway when we heard something in the woods. We both went down, but Randy was walking a little bit ahead. Then he said, come here. And there it was. We stood there looking at it. Kreese and Ray stood frozen with shock as the creature seemed to stare back at them. Kreese, who drew a sketch of the creature, recalled the moment vividly. The thing I remember was the bulk of it, the shape, the human form, and the stench of the river slime it apparently had on it. It was about eight feet tall, at least as stocky as a New York football player. We were within 15 feet of it, close enough to see the body, the texture of the fur, long and hairy like an English sheepdog. Huh. Long. That's interesting, but we'll find out later why I think that. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. Intrigue. My gosh. All right. Uh, Ray also described the beast, which he claimed had inhuman features and stood more erect than an ape. It was real tall, hairy. I think it was white, but it was dirty, matted. It had a real bad odor. It was really rank. I never smelled anything like it. It seemed like an eternity we stood there, and then it just turned around and walked off into the woods. Both agreed that the creature had glowing red eyes, which, which Kreeth credited to the glow of a distant streetlight. Both of them agreed that it had a roundish head and long gorilla-like arms. Officers Nash and Manwarren were swiftly dispatched to the scene where they noticed a powerful odor that quickly dissipated. They also found a cluster of footprints where the creature had been lurking. Following the officer's discovery, then Chief Toby Berger... <laughs> Toby Berger... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the name. It's Burger. Toby Burger. You know, I'm going to go down to Toby Burger. I'm going down to Toby Burger. I'm going to get me a Toby Burger and cheese. Um, <laughs> Mr. Burger. <laughs> we're, sim we're simple folk. We are. Mr. Burger immediately dispatched the rest of his men to the scene, all 14 of them, then sent for an officer. His burger bunch. <laughs> Yeah, His crave case. Shit. Um, they sent an officer and a trained dog handler with the nearby Carbondale Police Department. The dog handler brought with him a German shepherd named Reb, who had assisted the Murfreesboro Police in the past as a search and rescue attack dog and tracker. The officers, armed with rifles, revolvers, and flashlights, discovered a trail of unidentified black slime that seemed to lead directly from Ray's porch to the river. Bum, bum, bum. Hmm. Bum, bum. Almost instantly, Reb picked up the scent of his prey and took off. The men then followed the dog down a path of broken tree limbs and trampled underbrush. The dog managed to track the monster through the dense forest and down a steep embankment towards a small pond, but the brush became too thick for it to continue. The officers began searching the area with flashlights for no clues as to where the creature might have escaped, but in no time, Reb picked up the scent again. The determined dog darted towards an old abandoned barn on a neighboring property, but once he got to the door, bleh, but once he got to the door, the dog began trembling and whimpering. The dog's reaction to the barn was enough to convince Chief Berger to call in the troops. He radioed for help. 
<laughs> Chief Burger is even better. I know. Uh, he radioed for Chief help Burger. from neighboring police departments, and within hours, a dozen police cars had responded to his call. Unfortunately, nothing more came of this search. The next reported encounter was on July 7th, around 2 a.m., involving three carnival workers. The trio was sitting behind one of the carnival trucks discussing the day's receipts when they heard a series of whinnies come from the ponies that were tied to the bramble on the other side of the truck. When they went to investigate what was agitating the horses, the three men spied an eight-foot-tall, 400-pound creature that seemed to be calmly watching the ponies. Hungry? <laughs> <laughs> um, he missed out on the burger bunch, so like, <laughs> I was like, well, I'm so hungry I could eat a horse. <laughs> Those horses looking real nervous. Um, it's a sweaty horse right there. <laughs> uh, wet horse. Wet horse. It's a wet horse. Uh, the men decided not to wait around to see what would happen next and ran for help, claiming that the monster ran in the opposite direction. About an hour later, one of the carnival workers called in to help deal with the beast, Charles Kimball, claimed that he saw the creature once again, staring at the ponies with his head cocked to one side in what was described as a deeply curious pose. This string of incidents led to various groups of concerned citizens arming themselves to the teeth. This only exacerbated Berger's concern for the town's folks' safety, so he implored community leaders to bring in experts to help. I read that uh, private groups had offered as much as $2.5 for the creature's caption. In, like, caption. the 70s, Capture. that was that, Yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah, so that's an absurd money. amount of money. Yeah, that's dummy money. It was dummy thick monster. <laughs> um, but as you might imagine, these monster-hunting posses weren't very successful. Uh, eventually, the press did get involved. The local newspaper, the Southern Illinoisan, ran a small story on the search, which was eventually picked up by the New York Times. Lauren Coleman investigated the cases and theorized it was a type of Bigfoot. Coleman also felt that the Murfreesboro mud monster represented a distinct type of ape-like creature that differed from its West Coast counterparts in that it is known to be more aggressive. Mmm, daddy. Mm. Um, there's something very unique about this eastern Midwestern Bigfoot. From the reports of the mud monster, it seems to frighten people in a way it didn't in the West. Over the next three years, there were some sporadic reports throughout the area of animals that resembled the mud monster. The last reported sighting I found was on July 7, 1975, when two Murfreesboro men claimed to encounter a strange creature that they believed may have been the big muddy monster near a pond in the Harrison County community north of Murfreesboro. Yeah, that's a lot. I didn't even put in everything, obviously. But yeah, Bigfoot, bear, a filthy individual. <laughs> who knows? Some poor guy who got tar and feathered. And oh, everybody shit. just kept being like, run away. And he's like, please help me. Did people actually tar and feather people? Yes, I think yeah. that was a real thing. Well, you know, some stuff is like kind of, you know, gets exaggerated and you're like. Absolutely, mm. yeah. <laughs> so, about Big Old Muddy. Yeah, about Big Moody. Um, wow, so do you think Big Muddy was aquatic? That's a, you know. Why I, with the mud and the slime? I have not pondered that, but I would say no. I think he's probably a victim of his, like, environment because, like, you know, he, he ran the swamp. Okay. You know, he like sound like he tromps around a lot in ponds. So like I feel like that's probably why. 
Yeah, because it feels like his his little his little skinny peats were not made for <laughs> being in in mud. Are you saying he's like a giant water bug because like his big thin long feet? He just like skits on the water. No, because it's not made for it's because he's heavy. It's not made for yeah. that. He would need like really wide duck feet to like. What if he naturally water sink? skis? <laughs> he like sprints towards the water and then skis across the surface oh yeah maybe if he's real fast um yeah that's a good question i don't i don't know like because like everyone's describing it like this ape-like creature and like yeah. i'm not saying there can't be an aquatic ape but i don't know too many like they can swim but like they're not like jazzed about it i will say a lot of times with descriptions like this where you've got like the muddy creature this creature that's like always seen being like covered in mud like it doesn't really match the rest of nature like animals get dirty but they don't tend to just like consistently be covered in mud you know like you don't think of like tigers as being muddy but they go into swamps and on yeah. all sorts of stuff constantly they're in muck and yet we wouldn't like the same with bears bears are like very dirty all the time but they're not like muddy like the idea of it being covered in mud to me means like something else like there's something weird thing going on there where it's like covering itself in mud purposefully I yeah don't not usually like animals with like fur like animals like rhinos and elephants and stuff that they have hair but they have a lot of exposed skin they do cover themselves with mud for cooling <laughs> yeah, and, protect and their... skin protection yeah. but like yeah if animals with fur don't need that yeah really. yeah yeah yeah, I think like it probably wasn't purposeful, you know. I think like he just he just trip into a pond. He feel bad. Oh, it's possible that like the other Bigfoot are out there and they're just like, oh, don't don't talk about Jerry. <laughs> he's just he's a little weird and he likes rubbing mud on his body. He's not like it just that's one guy. You don't need to make a whole subspecies for him. <laughs> he's, an, he's an outlier. He's just one eccentric Bigfoot among many. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why why shouldn't Bigfoot be able to have or uh footlockers be able to have <laughs> uh outliers who are just oddities amongst the group? Jerry's just like over there, like rubbing slime all over oh his crotch, God. like, don't judge me. <laughs> do you think if the big feet screaming like an eagle <laughs> screaming <Scrow>! like a... <laughs> do you all think if the big feet got together that there would be some some of them that got made fun of and bullied like because we've talked about plenty of big foots big foots big feets foot lockers at this point foot lockers yes. yeah do you think there would be like some that get bullied more than others? Do you think the hippogons would like? I feel like the hippogons are wallflowers. They're <sighs> little and quiet. Yeah, they can be a little grumpy, but like, yeah, I guess they're more. Ch but like, most big feet are kind of just like shy and elusive. That's kind of their thing, right? Yeah. Except for Big Muddy, who seems to be like, you know, every fucking day. But. Yeah, but the fucking, the fucking other ones are like whooping and like sure. hitting, knocking trees and sure. shit. I think Maybe the secret is that all Bigfoot are like nerds. So <laughs> there's not really like a top nerd in that situation. Sure, sure. I think I could see like the biggest ones being the bottom of the rung where they're like, they're the ones that get made fun of the most. Oh, 
Oh, I'm just a big dumb oaf. Oh, yeah. But we love big dumb oafs on this podcast. We do. Yeah, th- I'm not saying we would make fun of them, Jim. Yeah, but the, oh, the, yeah. the other big feet. I feel like the Yeti would be the bully. I feel like the Yeti's well, pretty I, aggressive. I was, I was thinking that too. Yeah, they seem more aggressive than the other ones. Just saying. What about the Woodbooger? No, Woodbooger's goofy. Yeah. Well, actually, I can't remember. <laughs> I'm thinking of the story, not like the actual <laughs> You're happenings. Thinking of Woody. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of Woody. I'm not thinking of the Woodbooger. Um, yeah, I, if I remember correctly, no, that's there was a not one. a lot of actual information about Woodbooger. I yeah, don't think, that's true. So. I'm thinking of uh, old Orange Eyes or whatever. Orange or, Eyes was mean. Yeah, that one was mean. That attacked a man. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was other big feet that attacked a man too, but that one specifically. That one attacked a man. <laughs> or wait, was that the? God, there's so many. There's a lot. Miss mi- so one. Many. One was in Missouri. Yeah, wasn't there like the Moss Man? Or no, that's a different thing. Missouri grass man. That's grass what I'm thinking man. of. Grass he was man. mean. He yeah. attacked a man. Yeah. I a do man in a top hat. Attacking a man. Or at least in the, the recreation I saw on the Finding Bigfoot show or whatever. Was grass man one of the ones that had three toes? Real weird. Mm, is that a different one? I don't think that one did. His main thing was he created <laughs> these grass huts and that's where he got his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was very aggressive. Yeah, uh, and he wanted to eat your dog. Oh, yeah. He wanted munch. Your dog. Squad. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're losing the plot. Does he fuck? Does Big Buddy hey, fuck? Hey, does he fuck? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love this bit. Buddy, <laughs> buddy. I found such a good fucking porn online for a Bigfoot. Oh, my God. It's so fucking good. Hell yeah. I sent it to you, Coco. I got it opened and ready. Read me a porn. <laughs> Read me porn. I'm sitting down in my porn corner. What kind of vibe do you think I should bring to this? Um, very intelligent, very oh. um, very like super intelligent, very um kind and um respectful of boundaries. <laughs> Hello. Oh no, I can't. There it is. Hello, my name is Bigfoot. No, that doesn't feel right. <laughs> it's like it's almost like. <laughs> It yes. sounds like Calculon from Future. <laughs> it feels like Calculon. I mean, that could be fun, but I don't know. It doesn't My feel right. My name is Bigfoot. <laughs> Big okay. T foot. Big H foot. My father was Bigfoot. Senior. 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 Okay. All right. I'm done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here we go. This is called... Her Thesis on Bigfoot by Tickling Quill. And you can find this story and other stories by Tickling Quill on LitErotica.com. Ooh. As analytical as Lacey could be, it surprised some people that she had decided to write her thesis on the elusive Bigfoot. For months now, Lacey had been interviewing people claiming to have encounters with a mysterious creature. She had logged hours of videotape and more hours transcribing. More recently, she had moved to the next phase of her thesis, actually trying to photograph and encounter herself. At first, she had taken some of her student loan money to buy scouts and guides to help her through the reclusive areas where creatures had been seen before. Quickly, though, Lacey ran out of money for that kind of assistance and soon began going out on her own to photograph the creature. Lacey believed with everything in her being that Bigfoot existed. He went by many names, depending on the territory. 
Sometimes it was called Sasquatch, Yeti, or a bomb, or bomb, <laughs> <laughs> or a bop, or a or a gummy, or a bomb, a bomb, a snowman. He took my milk. <laughs> Because it sounds like a child. Children drink milk, right? Yeah. Yep. He took my milk. He took my milk. He took my milk. If I were to move snowman, took my milk. <laughs> the fuck? I don't know where this is coming from, okay? I'm, I'm like channeling a silly goose, you know? I just can't help it. I'm for it. I love it. it. I love silly goose. I love like, Yeah, silly goose choice is my favorite. Yeah. It, I it feels take right. Home with me. Yeah. It gets annoying after a while. <laughs> You're like, just fair warning. It does. I make a lot of noise. I don't want to. Well, for our, for our audience, they, they I think this is a perfect amount of time for silly goose choice. Fair enough. Or abominable snowman. The people she interviewed had been average people, not crazies. Or- took my milk. Sorry. <laughs> Damn it. I'm sorry. I was laughing at it and I tried to hold it back. You giggled. It was your fault. I saw you. I you chuckled. I can't help it. <laughs> it was funny. Oh, shit. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, beans. Jeezel Pete's. Oh. Peasel jeans. Yeah, goobers. Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. The people she interviewed had been average people, not crazies or attention seekers, just everyday people who had been scared out of their minds. Their stories shared such similarities that it was hard to discount them. She had herself, she believed, heard the sounds of the creature in the night when she camped out with the scouts, hoping for a sighting. It had been terrifying, but she had to finish her thesis, and nothing would deter her now. Lacey would soon be out of funds and have to get a full-time job to pay her bills. There wouldn't be enough hours in the day to conduct her research at that point. She knew that she must get her evidence, and she must get it soon. Lacey planned to wait by a stream in hopes of seeing the mythical beast. She would head back with plenty of time to make it to her car before nightfall. Lacey was a brave woman, but she was not stupid. As the warm sun hit her back, filtering through the leaves, she began to get drowsy. The woods were devoid of the usual noises right now, and that was the only thing that kept her from falling asleep. There was an unusual stillness at the moment. She held her breath, listening as well as her human ears would allow. After several minutes of listening to her own heart thump in her chest, Lacey relaxed. The process had left her even drowsier. Or perhaps it was her body's way of dealing with fear, to lull her to sleep. She had just begun to dream about donuts. She never knew why, of all things, she dreamed of donuts. Because they're delicious. And they're, they're very worth dreaming tasty. about. Yeah, I love them. Yeah. Mm, love me a donut. But she supposed it was the carb and sugar cravings drives in her that would have overtaken her, had she not always kept so busy. Lacey awoke to a sound of twigs snapping. Uncertain that she had indeed heard that, she sat up quickly and looked around. She heard another crack, and she saw a huge figure mer- emerge through the brush and kneeled near the stream just down the hill from her. Fumbling with her camera, she gasped to see the mass of tan and rust fur begin to drink from the flowing water, the soles of its hind feet on display to her. 
They were enormous, calloused, and stained the color of the local earth, but they were not unhuman-like. If you discounted the fact that they were surrounded by fur that hung maybe a foot in length from the appendage. The creature must have heard her, because it looked up. Its eyes met hers. They were brown and intelligent, peering out from the enormous furry head. They, too, were not inhuman-looking. His face, in fact, looked quite human. If you could imagine a human covered in foot-long shag. His hair looked very silky and almost floated when he had lifted his face. Lacey began to justify her experience to herself by comparing it to the others she had recorded. She sniffed the air, but no smell that was noticeable to her was perceptible. The creature lifted an arm, revealing a human-like palm. As his coat shifted off of it, he raised it over his head, as if to wave a greeting. Shit, Lacey said aloud to herself. <laughs> Obviously, this was someone in a costume set out to play a prank on her. She had been careful not to alert locals in the area as to her study near this particular site. Perhaps one of the guides from an earlier excursion, or even one of her college friends, had decided to take it upon themselves to play a joke on her. The creature now stood up, just as Lacey was getting ready to throw a pine cone at her prankster. She gasped again in awe. The creature must be standing over nine feet tall. Mm. Oh, uh -oh. <laughs> this is why you wanted to read this one. <laughs> <laughs> is it tall enough, Jim? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you'll know soon. Okay. Whoa. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> if this was a costume, someone was mastering its enormity well. The creature was now walking up the embankment to her. She was both angry and frightened, as she was still unsure if this Bigfoot was real or not. Lacey stood up quickly as the creature took its last steps towards her. As it neared, it was harder to believe that it was a, that it was a costume. It was breathing and fully articulated, and its face was surely no mask. Here she was, face to face, or rather face to abdomen, with Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. The Looking. creature said to her in a deep human voice. Uh, hi. Lacey stuttered <laughs> back, nearly tripping as she took a step backward. The creature reached out as if to catch her fall, but then withdrew his arm when he saw she had steadied herself, as if not to frighten her. I won't harm you, the creature stated. Please do not faint. Do not be afraid. I, um, I'm not, uh, uh, I'm not afraid. The words were horribly hard to extract from her brain and form into sentences. You came looking for me? The creature asked. Lacey swore his tone had a teasing quality. As it came down from his nine-foot frame, Yes, she said, trying to regain her composure and resume some kind of normal breathing. Yes, I did. Why are you so interested in finding me? Asked the creature with a tone of genuine interest. I'm, I'm doing a, um, my thesis. It's about, um... She trailed off, not knowing what the politically correct term for a creature of his kind was. Your thesis is about Bigfoot? The creature seemed to almost have a laughing quality in his question. Yes, sir, Lacey said, finally dropping her eyes, having no idea how to conduct herself in a situation such as this. I am rather unprepared after all, it seems. I had no idea you could talk, she mumbled quietly. I can even speak English, the creature teased, 
placing one giant finger under her trembling chin to turn her gaze once again into his eyes. They were squinted at the corners because he was smiling. Now Lacey could see his set of perfect white teeth as they were surrounded by his generous lips and a grin. Once again, <laughs> other than his size, he looked like a human covered in fur. She raised her gaze farther, noting a rather pronounced brow, not unlike that of Lou Fer... Ferrigno. Ferrigno? Is that it? Mm. I don't know who that is. I don't either. Uh, actor. Okay. Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> yes, Lacey said, feeling rather foolish. I can see that now. Well, what can I do to help you with your thesis? Bigfoot asked. I am at your humble service. He now took a half step back and bowed to her. This made her giggle. Lacey didn't know if it was because she was in complete denial of what was going on, was relieved that he had not tried to kill her, or because he almost seemed charming. Well, I don't know, she said truthfully. I was hoping to get pictures, maybe some film. I'm not prepared to interview you Barbara Walters style, although you will never know how much I am kicking myself right now for not being prepared to question my subject. Well, perhaps that is best. Bigfoot grinned. How would it look if in Bigfoot's first taped interview, you made me cry like Baba Wawa does? Now she was floored. Not only did the beast speak English, but he also had an understanding of popular culture. Lacey realized that she didn't... Are we talk didn't... about Baba Wawa? Baba, Baba Wawa. <laughs> that it's written Barbara Wawa? It is written Barbara Wawa. Oh, I just boy. want to be clear that nobody at home thinks that I editorialized. That, no, that, it, was that written, Wawa. it was written Baba Wawa. Wawa. Lacey realized that she didn't even know where to begin at this point. There's a storm heading in. He noited. He noited? <laughs> he what? noited. Oh, the story's over. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Just couldn't wait. There's a storm heading in. He, he noited. noited. <laughs> His kink is summer storms. <laughs> Hear that lightning. Mm. Look at them oh. gray, gray clowns. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh, Mr. Gray Cloud. I'm gonna annoy. Annoy. This is in Jersey. I'm gonna annoy. I'm gonna annoy everywhere. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> he annoyed. <laughs> 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 He noted, pointing upward at the gathering clouds, which she had not noticed due to her impromptu nap. <laughs> Jesus fuck. <laughs> her impromptu nap. There are men with guns headed this way. He gestured behind him. I doubt they set out to hunt Bigfoot, but I'd rather not have to do any introductions at gunpoint all the same. He choked. Perhaps you might wish to interview and photograph me in my home. It would give you an idea about my personality and be so much more original than a picture of an upright beast lumbering through the woods. He grinned again. Okay, Lacey said. She was quite fearful at this point, but she knew she would never have a second chance to interview Bigfoot in his home. She grabbed her camera, video recorder, and notebook. I know it seems cliche, he said, but we can travel faster if I carry you. He jerked his head back in a motion to remind her of the approaching hunters. Um, sure, Lacey said. 
No sooner had she agreed than he had scooped her up and was carrying her like a baby in his enormous arms, crashing with breakneck speed through the forest. His fur tickled her. It was amazingly soft, silk-like, and rumpled gently as his body jogged along. It's going to storm very soon now, he whispered down to her as he ran. I don't think we can make it to my place before the lightning starts. I'm going to stop at a cave I know, so we can wait it out. Lacey nodded, not knowing if words would be intelligible as she jostled up and down. Bigfoot ducked into the cave entrance, setting her down lightly on the stone floor. It was nearly dark inside, but Lacey could hear water trickling somewhere inside it. As she narrowed her eyes, she could see water running down a side wall and flowing deeper into the cave. He told her to drink if she was thirsty, and that he would be right back. She walked over to the wall and stuck her tongue out as the water cascaded down onto it. It was very cold and tasted clean. The temperature was a little shocking and made her once again aware of her reality. Bigfoot appeared moments later with what looked like half of a bush. He joked that he hoped she liked berries, and Lacey nodded in approval as he handed her a branch full of them. He sat down cross-legged on the cave floor, silhouetted in the light, and gestured that she should sit too. He pushed some of his hair out of his eyes and asked her if she'd thought any more about what she wanted to ask him. Lacey said she had and that she hoped he was patient because the list kept growing. He told her that it was appearing that the storm was turning into a blizzard, and she might have a few days to complete her interview. He suggested that Lacey just relax and get to know him, and the most important questions would form naturally. He smiled again, and this time Lacey had to look away, because she realized that his eyes and features were really quite attractive to her. She blushed. She was not sure if she, she, was not sure if he saw her crimson cheeks or not. <laughs> Get that drink, get that drink, drink. Get it. He asked her name and introduced himself as Fur. F-I-R. Mm. Fur. Like the tree. He said his mother named him after the tree, of course. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was a beautiful moment. They both chuckled at that. They ate and Fur asked her about her life. Lacey explained that she was close to getting her master's degree and that she would have to find a job soon. He asked about her family, and she explained that her parents had died in a car accident. Oh. Oh, the trauma. At this point, she turned the question towards him. Lacey asked if there were other beings, like Fur. He told her that he believed that there were, but that he had not encountered any of them. Fur explained that he had been left as a baby on a human woman's doorstep. She was a widow who lived partially secluded in the woods and had raised him. She had always sheltered him from the private eye, but had educated him to the best of her abilities. She had taught him everything that you teach a human baby, including the skills for speaking, reading, and writing. They had lived much like hermits, but kept in touch with the outside world through television and periodicals. His mother had kept a mailbox and would, at times, travel down through the mountains to get her mail. After she had died, people had come to claim the land as government property. He had hid from them and eventually found a cave that was not far from electricity lines, cable, and internet connections. He had rerouted wires and acquired a few items to make his home civilized. Lacey was amazed by this. She told him she was looking forward to seeing his place. They had been talking for several hours, and the snow was already deep outside. Lacey began to get chilly and visibly shuddered. Fur apologized for not having the items he needed, such as matches or flint to build a fire. He said he rarely thought of these things because he was never cold in his fur. Fur told her that if she would allow him, that he would keep her warm in his fur as she slept. 
Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> just crawl on in there. Just uh, see what yeah. you can find. Yeah, I'll, just, I'll part oh. my fur a little bit. You just get on in. Oh boy. Just get on in. Did you say foot long hair at it's the beginning? Foot long, yeah. Foot long. So long. like those like shaggy dogs that have like really long hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like this like the sheep dog. Like, like the Joyce, sheep dog. Like Joyce sheep said. Dog. That's weird okay. that it worked out that way. Sheep dog. Yeah. Lacey accepted being both excited and scared by the proposition. Oh, oh, oh Scarouse. Fur lay down on his side on the cave floor, motioning to her to come lay beside him. Lacey laid down with her head on his bicep and her back to him as he formed a giant spoon behind her, covering her with his upper arm, which brought with it the drape of his luxurious fur. She snuggled back into him, and as she did, she felt what she realized must be his erection in her back. Just, if you want to crawl into my fur to stay warm, (laughs) I might have a a massive boner already. (laughs) I won't mention it till you're in there. It's just, you know, it's just hanging out in there. Just somewhere hanging out in there. In fact, it ran half the length of her back. Jesus. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 well. Lacey shuddered, thinking what might happen if Fur tried to take advantage of her. She didn't believe that he would. He seemed so nice, so caring. Strangely enough, the feeling of the humongous penis. Strangely enough, the feeling <laughs> of the humongous penis in her back actually excited her a little. It had been over four years since she'd had an opportunity to have sexual relations. Lacey had been engrossed in school and her work. She had also been protecting herself from the likes of careless men her age, such as her ex-boyfriend, who seemed to take sex so lightly, cheating on her even though she had been faithful to him for three years. Lacey tried not to think what sex with this humongous creature would be like. Fur made her feel so little, so safe, even though she was no small woman nor the kind that let her weaknesses show. Thoughts of his smoldering eyes, his deep but playful voice, his sensuous lips, and his hulking body kept creeping back into her mind. The snow was halfway up the entrance of the cave the next morning, but Lacey awoke feeling very warm, wrapped in fur's fur. He kept her huddled in his coat as they talked the day away. He told her that when he was young, the lady who had raised him had often seen figures like him peering in the window or watching from a distance. They never approached her or even tried to make contact, however. And as he had gotten older and began to speak English, their visits became less frequent, and then they were never seen again. That's why he believed there were other creatures like him, although he was not sure if they were still alive or where they might live. He had spent much of his own life studying the myths and making trips to known areas, but he had never seen another with his own eyes. She realized she was stroking the hair on his arms as he told his story, and she felt his erection in her back again. (laughs) I, too, get horny from being pet on the arm. I mean, you know, I ain't judging. It happens. I got hairy arms. Feels nice. Yeah. (laughs) Touch me. Yeah, pet me. Being pet's great. I'm pretty simple. Just pet me. (laughs) Lacey realized that Fur was sniffing her hair, but she tried not to notice. Lacey was glad when Fur suggested that they try to sleep out the storm again. Once again, she lay spooned by his large form. As she went to sleep, she stroked his soft arm hair. (laughs) 
I just imagine like human beings, but like it's the <laughs> armpit because like that's like the longest hair we have. <laughs> just like stroking oh somebody's oh armpit. Oh my god! <laughs> Play with my hair. Oh boy! <laughs> Will you braid my hair? Braid my hair. Mm. Oh jeez. Oh, Sorry. Geez. I made it not sexy. <laughs> no, it still works for me. <laughs> she stroked his soft arm hair. It was comforting to be surrounded in it. His member became stiff during periods throughout the night. Lacey backed herself into it, hoping to make it seem accidental. And she took delight in his gentle and almost inaudible moan as she did. The next day was very much the same as the previous. The two of them discussed different myths and sightings trying to patch together what they knew to be true and what they supposed to be false. It was intellectually stimulating. The two had developed an easy rapport, often finishing one another's sentences and lightly touching each other in play and teasing. He suggested an early night as they could tell the cold was making her sleepy again. Smothering her in his fur, Lacey was less shy about running her fingers through it as she feigned falling asleep. Lacey was so utterly attracted to him in a way she had not been attracted to anyone before. He was strong, yet kind. He was intelligent and charming. His small touches left her burning. Lying next to his body left her with an ache that she hadn't realized in a while. She felt him stiffen again. This time, she pretended to turn in her sleep towards him, hugging in... <laughs> I like I like. It's like... Oh. I'll just roll over on this dick that's like <laughs> half my body length. Oh, I'm just going to yawn. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, shit. Oh, beans. <laughs> oh, God. I lost my spot. Hold on, I'm sorry. <laughs> this time, she pretended to turn in her sleep towards him, hugging into his chest and in large part, his penis, greatly engulfed in armfuls of his fur. He began stroking her hair with his large hand. Lacey pulled herself up his body so that her breast could rest against his chest. Her nipples were hard, and she wondered if fur could feel them through her clothing. His erection was now perfectly aligned with her sex. Although... <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Sorry, it's just like that always like throws me for a loop. When they, when they say, her sex. <laughs> Although hardly a perfect match for it, Lacey could feel it radiated slightly warmer than the rest of his body. She felt herself getting a little wet. She whispered that she was a little warm and that she was going to remove some clothing. Lacey cast aside her t-shirt and then her jeans, all while remaining under his fur. It's a lot of fucking fur. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. I mean, it's a foot long. Like, if I feel like if I was like taking clothes off, a foot of fur would not stay on. No, me. no. I mean, I'm imagining that he's like tucked around her as well, so like she's like pressed into it mm. quite a bit. Yeah, like maybe he's a little bit like he's so big, he's kind of like hovering over her a little bit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Sure. She began hugging him again, pretending not to notice his enormous engorgement. <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah. I don't even what. Well, what oh, is, what? what is that even? <laughs> <laughs> Just as it's sliding inside, like, what is happening? What even is that? <laughs> What's going on? Oh. I just got here. <laughs> <laughs> she, 
She could feel his large fingers tracing patterns down her back. She moved so that the crotch of her cotton panties fit right on top of his beast hood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, oh, it's awesome. What? His beast hood. <laughs> Joyce is like beasthood cl- clutching her pearls. I am. Oh my god, I love beasthood. Beasthood, oh, that's so good. Beasthood. That sh- that needs to go in everyone's repertoire. Oh boy, beasthood. Mm, you want to see my beasthood? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Lord. Oh, surely her nipples were penetrating her bra now, so that fur could feel them against his chest. He made a sound that was somewhat more growl than manlike. He strummed his fingers down onto her shoulder, and soon they were stroking her face. The sweet sexiness of it made her moan gently. Lacey pressed her buttocks down so that her panties ground against his erection with more pressure. He toyed with her bra strap and then rolled up onto his side so that he could pull some of his fur off of her. I have no idea if it's possible for us to do this. First stated, as if he was forcing his tone to be flat. The logistics alone. He trailed off. I know, but I want to try. Lacey moaned. Please, I want you so very much. Thirsty. <laughs> it's real fucking thirsty. <laughs> like, oh my god, please. She's just there to steal his milk. Um. <laughs> oh, oh she's probably going to get it. <laughs> oh, she going? She going to get it. Oh God, we we killed Jim. <laughs> Go and get that milk. Oh God, Go get that milk. Get your jug out. <laughs> milk on for what he's worth. Oh, quench your thirst, babe. Is it me or the myth? He asked. It was a legitimate question. Please, I, I want you, she pleaded. I know that I've spent many years looking for your kind, but I was completely attracted to you from the moment I met you. Lacey confessed. I'm afraid I will hurt you. Fur said, trying to maintain his calm tone. He stroked her face as he spilled his fear. You would never hurt me, she said, grabbing the hand that was stroking her face. I would never want to. He stated quietly and with doubt. I want us to try, Lacey begged again. Please, I think we need each other. It was true. They were like two flailing pieces of a puzzle. Each was consumed with the same obsession. Each had a lonely soul. Each had a body crying out to be touched. He sighed deeply and began to gently remove her bra. His hands fumbled with the tiny stays, so Lacey... so Lacey quickly undid them and slid out of it. Lying back in his fur, he pursed his lips and brought them down to meet hers. He was so tender and showed such control. She placed her hands on each side of his furred cheeks and raised her mouth hungrily to meet his soft lips. She rubbed them across her face and then brought them back to hers. Lacey began licking his lips. He let the tiniest bit of his tongue sneak from between his lips. She parted her lips and began to suck on his tongue. Drawing a little of it in, she drew the growling sound from him again, and as it escaped, she felt his hot, sweet breath on her face. He skimmed his finger lightly down her neck to her breast. The tip of his index finger gently massaged her breast. As his hand tried lightly to rub her nipple, 
It moved her whole breast. Jiggling her chest like that was quite pleasurable for her. She felt her pussy clench. Then he lowered his mouth and took her whole breast within it. He sucked lightly on it, pulling it all in. Lacey felt herself getting wetter. The sensation was so incredible. She thought that it alone might make her come. Lacey rubbed her panties on his cock now. She fully realized her own wetness and then began to feel a little from the head of his quickly soak her panties. He rolled up on his side again and began to gently pull down her panties. She spread her legs to him so that he could see her and know he had her full trust. He brought his middle finger down to her pussy lips. He languidly stroked the outside folds of her pussy, applying the gentlest pressure. His huge finger dragged between her folds and along her slit. Lacey jerked in ecstasy as it came up against her clit. She loved his pleasuring and began raising her hips to meet his finger. She knew he could satisfy her completely with just one digit, but she wanted him inside her in the most intimate of ways. Lacey pushed his hand away. No, I want us to lay in pleasure together, she purred. Please, let's try. Put your hand away and fuck me like a man. <laughs> boy. With your wiener. With your wiener. I want your fucking wiener. Your gigantic, humongous wiener. Give me that milk. <laughs> milk. Fur took his time, as if he was, con as if he was c contemplating. Slowly he rolled over so that one knee was on each side of her tiny frame. He took himself in hand and brought the head of his cock down to meet her lips. It looked like another leg between hers. Lacey took... Jesus. Jeez. Lacey took great pleasure rubbing her swollen pussy lips against the tip of it, grinding herself into him. He seemed to be holding completely still, as if he was still trying to decide if he should try entering her. Please, Lacey whispered. I want to feel you inside me. What about children? He whispered. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I'm like, I felt Joyce. I felt your Joyce like lean into the microphone. Like I could hear the like. <sighs> like what? What? What's... Really ruin the mood, fur. <laughs> why? Why would you mention that? Um, <clears throat> what sad halfling might we produce? What a fucking buzzkill! <laughs> like we're all cotton heavy. What if we create a sin against God? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, okay, well, I get, all right, well, I got to wash my hair. I got a headache. I'm out of here. <laughs> like, There's, oh, dang, a little something in the oven. Gotta go. <laughs> gotta go. Roast is in the oven. I gotta work early tomorrow. I'm on the pill, she whispered back. It's the one thing I always keep in my camera bag. She was glad that he cared and made her want him more. Now that she had removed this obstacle, Lacey hoped that he would not continue to hold back. I want you so badly. He confessed as he brought his lips to hers for a tender kiss. I am only afraid of hurting you. I will tell you if I need you to stop, I promise, Lacey said with needy eyes. Please don't make me beg you anymore. I don't think this is how it's supposed to go when woman meets Bigfoot. He chuckled at this. He sighed and took himself in hand again. He rubbed the head of his cock up and down her pussy, moving her whole body as he did so. She began to... I'm sorry, the way you're reading it was so cute. It's like, it was like, he rubbed the head of his cock up and down her pussy, <laughs> moving her whole body as he did so. Just like, almost exas exasperated. Like, 
And of course, this is what he did. (laughs) It got me. It got me good. Sorry. Keep going. She quickly began moaning again. He grabbed a hip in each hand and pushed the head of himself towards her. It slid her whole body forward. Lacey wriggled to align herself with him again, rubbing her pussy on the head of his cock to wet it. He pushed himself slowly forward again. This time, the head of his cock began to spread her wide. She gasped and moaned. He stopped, but she continued to wriggle on his cock. He clutched her hips again and pushed the round head of his cock further into her folds. Her body was grasping at him, but was slipping off of his large, round head. He'd have to push in a bit further. The heat from his cock pressing into her entire crotch area was mind-boggling. Lacey felt the soft but turgid head of his cock pressing into her, but her body could not hold it in place. She pressed against him again, encouraging him to keep trying. This time he entered her and leaned a little into it. He had now, and possibly, but fortunately, buried himself in her up to the sul- up to the sulcus? I'm not saying that right? Sulcus, yep. Heyo. Lacey was so tight around him that he thought he might come right then, feeling her soft walls, her heat, and her wetness. She groaned loudly, and somehow her muscles clenched his giant beast hood. Her body was... Her her body was milking him now. (laughs) 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 She's gonna steal his belly. (laughs) I mean... Oh, God. oh shit. He could move he could move only slightly for fear that he would puncture her womb. Mm. Oh she, Jesus. She was gasping in pleasure at each tiny movement, rolling herself back against him and moaning as her pussy clenched him. He reached forward to stroke her breasts with his finger. As her pussy squeezed like a fist around him, he drew back, afraid he was hurting her. But Lacey begged him to keep going. He pushed down on her a little farther, groaning as her generous body allowed him a little further in. He was now able to slide in and out a little, as it created a glorious sensation for them both. He was groaning now, too. Lacey raised her feet up and told him to lick them. He looked puzzled, but did as she asked. When they were both wet, she began rubbing them up and down on his shaft as he slid in and out of her. This attention to his whole cock made him look like he could come any minute. He began thrusting faster, and she moaned loud now, saying, Yes, yes, yes. Lacey was allowed to feel each subtlety of his cock, like a giant bump against her thinly stretched walls. She had never felt so satisfied, never had the void completely filled, both physically and spiritually. Her pussy made a fist again and almost pushed him out, but he kept pounding her, her body clenched once again tightly, then spurted its hot release, shaking her entire being covering his tip and giving him more lube for his final strokes. Lacey felt invincible and was for the first time in her life satisfied to the point she needed no more during intercourse. She could feel his cum working its way all the way through his cock as it traveled first under her massaging feet and then bl- <laughs> and then blast into her like a fire hose. <laughs> <laughs> She just so blasts off like one of those rockets. <laughs> this is so much fun. Just this like woman, like feet wrapped around a post, just going to town. <laughs> yeah. His cry was ear shattering, primal, and deep. 
The cave walls rattled. His seed filled her womb, and then, looking for more room, felt as if it also filled the tubes that led to it. It spilled... (laughs) It's... (laughs) It spilled out of her around his cock and onto the cave floor. He withdrew from her slowly while kissing her, careful to check that he had not injured her during their crazed ecstasy. He carried her over to the small waterfall and bathed her in the cold water, gently cleaning her sex and whistling teasingly under his breath at the effect the cold water had on her nipples. He then quickly bathed his still-throbbing cock as he buried her in his warm fur. Lacey realized she was still tingling from her orgasm. He held her close, kissing her face softly as she stroked his cheek. He told her that it had been amazing, and he was so glad she had had the courage to try. He asked her where this information would fit in her thesis. They both laughed a hard belly laugh at that one. Lacey asked if she may stay with him and submit her thesis from his computer, if at all. He asked if she'd thought any more about the kind of pictures she'd be submitting. She punched him playfully in the arm, and he told her that he was just kidding. First said that he hoped Lacey would stay with him, and that she always would have such enthusiasm for their lovemaking. She said that she imagined that they yet had much research to conduct on that topic. They huddled close together, and Fur wondered aloud whether the next day would allow them to make their trip to his real home. Lacey told him that she didn't mind this one at all. The end. Woo! The end. Woo! She like gets to his house and it's like a bunch of Jordan Peterson books. And, oh like, no! <laughs> oh like, no! Scar- Scarface posters and like she's like, oh fuck! <laughs> you tricked me. You uh, fucking manosphere bullshit over here. Uh, Lord. <laughs> I thought that one was really sweet. It was good. Oh. It was sweet. It was sweet. <laughs> oh, she got that milk, and that's all that matters, just... really. <sighs> Stole that milk. You know how, like, in the goofy, like, movies where someone's doing a swim, but they're being funny about it? Like, like kind of like the frog stroke? Yeah. Like, I imagine that, but, like, she's doing that on his cock. Yeah. Like, you know, just, like, legs her together. Feet, like, yeah, her feet were going like this. <laughs> just, yep. like, just doing a little frog stroke on that thing. Yeah. yeah. Getting that milk. Getting that milk. Get caught milk. Got milk. <laughs> Oh my god, is that gonna be a shirt? <laughs> with, oh please. With the gigantic oh fucking Just a huge cock and it just says got milk on it. Oh Lord. Have oh. you stolen your milk today? <laughs> Lord. Lord, Lord, Lord. Inhuman amounts of milk. <laughs> it was a lot of milk, it sounded like it sounded like lots of milk. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, it filled all the tubes. Tubes, 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 tubes were just full of tubes. All, all the business. There was a full breeding kink just yeah. being fulfilled there. Yep. All right. Who's going to fuck this Bigfoot? <laughs> Joyce? I am not brave enough. No. <laughs> that penis sound enormous. Yeah. Yeah, it was a third fucking leg. Yeah, no. Yeah, that sounds terrifying. Yeah. No thanks. Also, the, the description of the hair. It was so much hair. Like, I just... The idea, I have a small panic attack when I'm kissing someone who's over me and their hair is tickling my face. The idea, mm. that, like, that's just constant. There's no tying it back. I would just have a full panic attack constantly. <laughs> like, that's fair. There's so much hair on my body. Mm, 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 <laughs> mm. Nothing about that. Yeah. What, huh. what do you think, Jim? Are you going to uh, frog stroke this, <laughs> this big boy? 
I think, yeah, I think I would. Um, <laughs> but that's like, no, imagine this up in your biz. No, I don't think, I don't think I could manage the biz. Oh, okay. But like, there are other ways to have sex. Sure. Yes. Very true. For sure. So like, you yeah, he seemed like, he seemed first seemed like super fucking cool. Yeah. I would say there are, yeah. yes, there are many ways to have sex, but also like, as far as you interacting with his wiener, you're not going to fit your mouth on that. You're just going to no, be stroking. Jim, no, yeah. Jim's just going to be, yeah, just <laughs> qualified. Bear bear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's all kinds you, of, yeah, but there's all kinds. You could, there's different ways to stroke. I know. Mm-hmm. I guess he could, like, his his fingers could probably do some oh, his wiggling. Fin- his fingers could do magic. His face could do magic. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure, he's got you a big tongue. Some, you could do some, like, titty fucking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did we do a story where there was a giant cock and there were like multiple people jerking we did. it off? We did. Yeah, for the giant of Kandahar. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just that flashed in my head and I was like, I really hope that we did a story and that's just not just like a me thing. No, we took. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, oh, did I? Kink did unlocked. I make this up? Kling. What does that say about me? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it was two people, and the giant cock was between them. Yeah, yeah, and they were riding yeah. it like a like a bronco. Yeah, <laughs> like one of those mechanical bulls. <laughs> oh my god! Shit! Thank you for listening to our silly little show. We're glad you could join us. This one was a hoot and a holler. Um, are you interested in all things laugh? I would assume because you listen to our show, you can find it at our link tree which is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash LaughsPod, and that's L-A-F-S-P-O-D. So what will you find there? You will obviously find ways to listen. You're already doing that. Uh, you also find our website. Uh, the most important bit is our cryptid Cupid submission form. Do you write stories? Does someone else write a story? Send it our way. Obviously, it needs to have monsters who love to fuck. <laughs> um, you mm-hmm. also find our Patreon. We have four tiers. Good luck to you tier we have a literature club where you get notes and stories that we write us three uh there is the content club which you get all that plus you get bonus episodes and art we have a lot of bonus episodes coming out get on it um get down on it um that's a good song um the last tier is the booty pick of the month club where you get a picture of butts and or butts once a month but we also understand like times are hard. So review us, tell your friends, tell your dog, tell your mom. Someone told their mom. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like that stuff helps us get up in the podcast charts. Um, I told my mom. Excuse me. I, I told my mom. You told your mom. Yeah. What did you, what did you say to your mom? I said, Oh, I have a podcast. Yeah. And she said, Oh, really? <laughs> And that was it. She didn't ask. She didn't ask. I was like, well, all right. Probably <laughs> for the best. <laughs> Probably for the best. It's for the best. I was I getting ready it. to be like, yep, yeah, it's about this, but she didn't give shit. Man, I, <laughs> what a fucking twist. I was just like, tell me more. And you're like, yeah. She's like, hmm. And then moved on. <laughs> Pass the chicken, honey. Like, <laughs> like, don't fucking care about you. Oh my gosh. God, that's my mom's not much different, if we're being honest. God, fuck. 
Oh. My mom 100% was like, oh, what's it about? And I, I fully explained <laughs> what it's about. I was like, please don't listen to it. Oh, shit. No, yeah, I was getting ready. I was just like, I'm tired. Like, I just want to be like, yeah, this is what it is. I was, yeah. I was ready to do it. And then she was like, oh, okay. And like, just dropped it. I was like, well, all right. All right. <laughs> um, I'm shook. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you also find our social media stuff. We're we're kind of on the socials. We're doing our best. Watch Shadow Sweeties. Stay horny, babes. I feel like go steal that milk is the the joke to go for here. It just feels like that's probably the joke to go for, but yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that's my ending. Okay. <laughs> oh my god.